Welcome to Live Doc, your online Doc Yomi Shear. Shalom, welcome back to today's Daf, which is Yuma Daf Ches. We are actually 14 lines from the top of the Amid. Says the Gemara Neymar, Hani Tanoi, Kani Tanoi. Yesterday we discussed the Machlekes Tanoim, Machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda, who says, Tuma Hutro Betzibor. Suppose the kind is Tamei. He may go ahead and bring that carbon Tzibor. There's no hesitation whatsoever. The Torah regards it, in fact, as though it's a carbon tar of, it, of the highest degree. Whereas Rabbi Shimon says, Tumah poses a very serious concern. However, we, we overcome it. We overlook it. We push it aside out of necessity. It's really a carbon tummy. It doesn't have the same level as a carbon tar, but Torah says when there's no alternative. Better bring a carbon betumah than no carbon at all. So one sheet that says Tumahutra Bitsibur, it's completely tar. We have no hesitation with, re- with respect to bringing a carbon sibur bitumah because it's as though it's tahar. Whereas Rabbi Shema says Tumahutra it is a carbon tummy. doesn't have the same level, doesn't achieve the same level, uh, same amount of, of, of accomplishment as a carbon tahara. But the Torah says better that than nothing. But certainly. We need to try to uh, avoid it, if possible. Says the Gemara 14 lines from the top, Neymar, perhaps we shall suggest, Hani Tanoi. This discussion between these two Tanoim, whether Tumahutra or Tumadukhuya, Kani Tanoi is in line with another Machlegis Tanoim, who seem to be discussing the same halacha. This Sunday we learned in Abraisa, Echadzev, Echadzev, whether the Kain Gadol prior to Yom Kippur, during his seven-year day, you may prisha vechadzeh. Likewise, the kain prior to his taking care of the paraduma, we learned earlier. In both cases, we apply you may prisha to prepare them for the upcoming event. What else do we do during those seven days? Mazen olav kol shiva. Throughout these seven days, we sprinkle on him the eifa paraduma, and we use an assortment mikol chatois shoyusham. Apparently they set aside a bit, a little bit of every paraduma. So at the end of the day we have a collection of all the paris brought throughout the duris. Ramam says there were actually nine paris adumas brought throughout the duris. The tenth one will be Mashiach's paraduma. So in any case they use an assortment of mechatas from all the paris. This somehow added significance to the event and they would be maza on the kayan whether Kayin Gadol before Yom Kippur, or the Kayin prior to being Sayer of the Paraduma, and they would do it consistently on a daily basis throughout those seven days. Rabbi there's no need to do it on a daily basis. Because we know that really, he only needs Hazor twice. If a person touched a mace, he's telling me for seven days. On the third day and on the seventh day, he needs to receive the Hazor of the Efer Paraduma. The Efer says Rabbi why go through the bother of doing it on a daily basis? Just do it on the third and the seventh. Rabbi Yaisi, Oymer, Ein Mazen Olav, El Shlishi, Levad. What difference does it make when he became tummy? At the end of the day, this process will be retire him. Suppose he became tummy two weeks ago, ten days ago, it's irrelevant. Right now, during the seventh, he made Prisha, on the third and on the seventh, do the Hazor, 
in which case he'll become Torah regardless of when he became Tummy. So Rabbi says, do it, on a, do it on a daily basis. We're soon going to try to understand why. Rabbi Yisrael says, just do it on the 3rd and the 7th. Rabbi Hanani he strikes a compromise. The coin before Paraduma, Mazen Olaf Kol Shiva. In this case, we do it on a daily basis. However, before Yom Kippur, we, we don't uh, go to that extent. We only do it on the 3rd and the 7th. So Rameh says daily basis, Rameh says 3rd and 7th, Rameh Kanakam says, Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur, 3rd and 7th, Kohen prior to Sreif Asapara, daily basis. My love shall we not say, this is the basis of the Machlaikas. Rameh Yosavar Tumah Duchuyla, he holds that Tumah is overridden, it's overlooked, it's set aside. Out of necessity, we ignore it. When it involves a carbon Sibur, but really, it presents a, a serious concern and we try to avoid it at all costs, if possible. Therefore, we take the Kayin here and we maza Efe Paraduma on a daily basis. Not just on the 3rd and the 7th, because really, it, it's a mitzvah to do it bizmana. We try to we try to hit the right day. Maybe this is his 3rd. Maybe that's his 3rd. Maybe that's his 7th. So therefore, we go through all 7 days doing the Hazor, as Rashi will explain. Because we're trying to remove any remnant of Tumah. We're trying to clear him of any, any Tumah in the most optimal way, in the best possible way. Because Tumah Duchuyeh B'Tzibur, it's not something we want to get involved with. Therefore, Rabbi says, do the Hazar on a daily basis. Rabbi Yisavar Tumah Heter, or Hutra Hibitzibur. It's completely mutter. There's no concern whatsoever. Even if the client's tummy, he can do the avoid. In this case, what's the worst thing that can happen? Kegala was tummy. Okay, tumahutra b'tzibur. Therefore, he says, you don't have to go to such great length. You don't have to be maza all seven days. Just do third and seventh, and you're okay. To account for any possible tumah. Let's take a look at Rashi inside. On the top of the Ahmed, echad zev echad Whether the kain gadol of the Yom or the kain of Para. Shlishi Shvi. We do the hazar. On the uh, third and the seventh day, the third and the seventh of This is uh, Rabbi Yeshi speaking. Whereas Chanina says it depends who the kohen asoyref. He needs it on a daily basis. The kohen gadol, third and seventh. The coming first time is the Gemara will explain. Continues Rashi. Oh, how do we understand this machlekes? The meyosavar tuchuyo hibetzibur. Tuma is not something you want to get involved with, even when it's a carbon tzibur. It's tuchuyo. It's pushed away. Out of necessity. But really, we try to relieve him of any possible tumor. We want to make sure that he's tar. And we need him to be really purely tar on the highest level of taharim. Therefore, we do hazah in its right time. Now, every one of these seven days carries within a potential, a suffix that perhaps this is his third day from when he became tummy. We don't really know when he became Tommy. We don't even know if he became Tommy. But on the chance, on the on account of the fact that he did become Tommy, we don't really know when. So we want to cover all possibilities. We want to address all scenarios. So the first day of the you may appreciate we say, well, maybe this was his third day, maybe he became Tommy two days ago. The same thing we'll say on the next day. 
Same thing as the next day. So every one of those seven days carries with it a potential that this is really his third day, his seventh day, his actual third and seventh day from when he became tummy. We try to we try to be machav into that. We try to be mekayim hazo abizmano. That's with respect to the first three days. What about the last three days of the Yimei Prisha? It can't be that this is his third day of Tumah because he was in the base of Midosh and uh, he was in quarantine. He, was, he wasn't getting Tumah there. So for instance, the fifth day of his Yimei Prisha cannot possibly be his third day of Tumah. The answer is, it could be his seventh. Maybe he became tummy five days ago, six days ago, seven days ago, before he began his prisha. Says Rashi, regarding the last three days of Yimei Prisha, we do Hazor, called Yoyim of Yoyimah, and every day, there's always a chance this is the seventh day from when he actually became tummy. So to cover all possibilities, we do Hazor on a daily basis. Since Rameh Shita, Tumor is something we want to avoid if possible. And we want to avoid it in the best possible way. Do hazah, not just hazah, at random. We want to do it in a way that perhaps we can actually achieve hazah abizmano. Now we're going to see in the upcoming Gemara in greater detail regarding this concept of abizmano, tevilu abizmano, hazah abizmano. Really, the concept is like this. The Torah says a person became tamid, touching a mace. Suppose he became Tommy on a Sunday. On his third and on his seventh, he needs to have Azor, which would be Tuesday, which would be Shabbos. This would be considered Hazor Bismana, because it's actually his third and seventh day from the moment of Tumor. But if he chooses, he can really get his Azor a year later. That would be considered Shaloi Bismana. It's, it's a delayed Hazor. It's not the actual third and seventh of his tumor, but he can, it can still work. So a year later, he'll get an azar, and four days later, he'll get another azar. Because the point is not just, it doesn't have to be third and seventh dafka, the point is that the gap between the first and the second phases of the azar needs to be a four day gap, four day lapse. So a year later, he can get his azar on Sunday, and four days later, He'll get his second hazar. Right? Sunday will be considered like his third day, even though it's a year later. But that's fine. And then you have Monday, you have Tuesday, you have Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday will be his second stage of hazar, as though it's his seventh day. The point is that there should be that four-day gap between the two hazars. But that's hazar shlebizmana. It's a year later. It's not actually the third and the seventh from his tumor. But in a case where he's meticulous about it, receiving the Hazor on site, immediately following the Tumah, such as in the example cited earlier, he got his Tumah on Sunday and goes Tuesday to get his Hazor, and again, Shabbos, that's considered Hazor Bismana. They want to bring a Shita that it's a mitzvah to do Hazor Bismana, to become Tur at the first uh, available moment. In any case, Rabbi Meir, over here we'll say, since Tumah is something you want to free yourself completely of, because Tumah is something that disturbs even a carbon but Tumah Tuchuyah Yibetzivah, we override it, we overlook it, we push it away out of necessity, but if possible we try to avoid it. So this Kayin, during his Yimei Prisha, will undergo a procedure which 
will address any possible hazor needs that he may have now, and will do it in the most optimal way. Will do it on a daily basis to perhaps try to address hazor bizman. Because maybe you've got Tommy uh, two days before the Prisha. It's not the first day of the Prisha, actually his third day, it's Bismana. You'll be making that uh, din of Azar Bismana. And four days later will be his seventh day. So that's what we do in a way that we make that concept. Continues Rashi, Rabbi Yeshi Savar, Hetehi Bitsibur. There's no reason to do it on a daily basis because Tomah is Mutter Bitsibur. There's really no need to do hazah, but it's a chumrah. We learn from milum. It's a sprinkle of the dam there, which adds an element of tahara. Here as well, we want to add tahara to him, even though it's not really vital, it's not necessary, because even if he's tummy, he can still technically do a carbon tzibur. Tumah hutshubat tzibur. There's no need for us to do all these steps to avoid tumah, but we add that tahara. We want to enhance his, his level of tahara, just like we find by milum. The says, Rabbi Third and the seventh suffices. We don't have to go to such great extent to address Hazar uh, Bismana. Just do third and seventh, and you're okay. Continues the Gemara. So we, we found that Machlekes Tanoi, which we were looking for. Machlekes Tanoi, whether Tumah or Tzibur, that's a basic sheet. Tumah Duchui, but Tzibur Tzibur Says the Gemara, how can you say this pshat? V'tizbro. Can you, can you even suggest such a pshat? Why would he even need to undergo a hazar process of the third day and the seventh day? You want to have a model, you want to have an enhancement, do hazar in a different way. Third and seventh indicates that you're concerned about tumah. You're following a, a, a hazar, which is generally applied by tumah's mace. You're following that procedure, which indicates you're concerned about removal of tumah. That's not the case, according to Rabbi Yossi. Apparently all agree, Rabbi Yaisi and Ramir, and we don't want to get involved with, we don't want to get involved with Tumah, even when it comes to Karma Tzibur, we want to do Hazot to remove any possible Tumah. So what then is the Machlekes? Between Ramir says, do it on a daily basis, and Rabbi says, do it on the 3rd and the 7th. He holds that. When a person is tummy and he has the opportunity to be toivel, he must do so immediately. It's a mitzvah to be toivel bizman. Rabbi Yishi Savar lo yamrina tefila bizman a mitzvah. There's no mitzvah to be toivel bizman. Sure, it's a mitzvah to be toivel, but not, not necessarily in its right time. If you choose to delay a week, that's okay. And likewise, when it comes to hazah, which is also a purification process, hazah of the efer par and the tmei meis, because Rameir, it must be done in its right time. It's a mitzvah. Therefore, we seek to address any possible situation, any possible combination of days. Perhaps this is your third, perhaps that's your third, perhaps this is your seventh, perhaps that. Therefore, we do it on a daily basis to cover all possibilities. Tevila bismana mitzvah, hazam bismana mitzvah. Rosh Hashanah says, as long as at the end of the day, at the end of the days, I should say, the end of the seven days, he's free of Tumah, because he had twice hazam, that's okay even though it wasn't necessarily directed at the right Zman. Says Rashi, 10 lines from the top. Tevila b'zman mitzvah. How do we know that? Dechsev v'chitoi b'yemashvi v'kibes b'gada v'rochatz. The Pesach says, he gets the azah on the seventh day, and then he washes, meaning he's toivel in mikvah. 
This is coming to teach us This seems to be an extra pasuk and to teaching us that the tefillah should take place immediately after the azar on the seventh day. And likewise, the actual hazar. We connect it to tefillah just as tefillah bezman mitzvah as indicated in this pasuk, Hazor Bizman is also mitzvah. He went to try to endeavor at least to get it done on the right time. The third and the seventh from his actual tumah without delay. Therefore we do it on a daily basis. Shema Yomizmana, perhaps today is the appropriate time. That's Rav Meir. Rav Yisi says, Loyam Rinan, Tvilo Bizmana Mitzvah. He uses the pasuk for something else. There's no din of Tvilo Bizmana Mitzvah. Likewise, there's no din of Hazor Bismana Mitzvah. As long as he's toil at the end of the day, or he has Hazor twice with a four day gap in between, it's okay, even if it's a month later. Says, or is that so? Vesava Rabbi Yosi. Loyamrina Tfila Bismana Mitzvah. So basically, hold it's not a mitzvah. We have a price which indicates otherwise. Harejayashem Kosob, sorry. If a person had a Shem Hashem written on his flesh, Rashi will bring a Pasik. Which teaches us that one may not erase Hashem's name. This fellow cannot rinse himself, anoint himself, nor should he stand in an unclean place. Suppose he encountered a Tvilo Shal Mitzvah, he has to go be Tvilo from Tumah. What should he do to avoid erasing the Shem Hashem? He needs to wrap some type of grass on it, some type of band aid, the Tvil and his Tvil. This way the water will get through. It's uh, loosely wrapped. But the um, Shem Hashem won't get erased through the um, rush of, of water. He's covering the, the Shem Hashem, protecting it from the gush of water. Rabbi Yaisi, Omer, no. Yoyered v'tevel kedarkov. He has a tefillah shol mitzvah. Just go down v'tevel. As long as he doesn't scrub it. He doesn't have to go cover it with a gami. Why not? The Kaimel and the Quran Shabbos explains what is the reason for this machlekes. Machlekes actually revolves around this question whether there's a mitzvah to do tefillah bezmana. Tanakama maintains there's no such a thing. There's no tefillah bezmana mitzvah, and therefore we require you to obtain a, a gemi to cover that shame before your table. Before you expose yourself in front of the shame Hashem, which is disrespectful, go get a gemi and cover it. Now, although this requirement to go look for a gemi might actually delay matters. You might I find one, you might have to wait a day or two until he gets that's okay. We don't we don't hold of Tfilab is mitzvah. So even if it delays, that's okay. Rabbi Yaisi says, you know what, don't be machayev him to get a gemi. Because Amrina and Tfilab is mitzvah. It is a mitzvah to be table bizman. I'm concerned that for you are him to go find a gemi. He might not have access to one, and he might delay his tefillah as a result. In which case, he's doing something inappropriate. He's not being mekayim tefillah bezmana. That's more important than covering the shem Hashem. Let's take a look at Rashi. Fifteen lines from the top of the Amid. So this fellow had a shem Hashem on his basar layirchatz shleim chakenu, so he doesn't erase it. Vaz hora Hashem. There's a iser to do so. You erase the name of the Avedizara, destroy the, any remnants of the Avedizara. 
And right after the Pasuk says, I mean, I meant to erase Hashem's name. He had a tefillah shal mitzvah, tefillah tahara, shetilo akasav alav. He has a chiv min atorah to be tovah. What does he do? Koyrechol of gemi. You cover it with a gemi. Lahagen alav v'pnei chizik shetav amayim to cover it from the gush of water. Koy tanakam or kudar biyasi. Forget the gemi. Why? V'kaim alam sechal shabbos. More explains. To be tefillah bezman a mitzvah pli. Rabbi Yisi savar mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to be tefillah bezman elgach loy elgach dilma loy mashkach gemi. Perhaps he won't find the gemi. V'yashet tefillah slemacher. And as a result, he will delay his tefillah to another day. We don't want that to happen. And therefore, we exempt him from this chiv of covering the Shem Hashem on his table. So what do we see from here? That Rabbi Yaisi himself is the one that holds tefillah b'zman mitzvah. So how can you say that the other Rabbi Yaisi and Alasugi holds, it's, it's not a mitzvah. How could you suggest that the reason why Rabbi Yishi says you don't need to do the Hazah on the coin throughout all seven days? Third and seventh is enough because you don't need you don't need Bizman. Here we have a Rabbi Yishi who holds otherwise. Tfila Bizman a mitzvah. Continues the Gemara. Elo, you must say as follows. The Kuli Alma, Lan Tanoi, according to all these Tanoim, whether Rabbi Meir, whether Rabbi Yishi, Tanakam, everybody holds Amrina Tfila Bizman a mitzvah. When it comes to Tfila, which is learned from a Pasuk, as Rashi explained. Over there, everybody holds Tfilah Bizman If you have the opportunity to be toivel, go ahead and do so immediately, without delay. The question is regarding Hazor of the Efer Poradum. Is there a mitzvah there or not? And the Machlech is by us, and our sugya. Regarding Hazor Efer Pora on the Kayan, prior to Yom Kippur, or prior to Poradum. The Machlech is here is as follows. So all agree that Tfilah B'zman meaning Rabbi Rabbi Yaisi, the question is regarding the Hazor. V'chabakim Eflik, Rabbi Savar Makshinan Hazor Tfilah. We make a hekish between Hazor of the Eva Parat Tfilah, since as Rashi brought that Pasuk, they're both connected in the same in the same context. Pasuk says, V'chita B'yimashvi, which means the Hazor of the Eva Parah, the Chibes Begadah V'rochatz, which is referring to Tvil. So Hazor and Tvil go together, and just as there is a Chiv to do Tvil of Ismana, likewise Hazor should preferably take place with Ismana. It's part of the purification process. Just as Tvil is required with Ismana, so is Hazor. Rabbi Yisrael Savar Lamakshin, he goes, no, we don't connect the two things. Tvil is Ismana, but Hazor, that's a uh, preliminary stage for the for the Tahara. Because you realize Hazor doesn't complete the Tahara. He needs to have Tefillah following that. So, although Tefillah needs to be done with Zmana to bring about the Tahara immediately, but Hazor, which is a Hachana to the Tefillah, so to speak, it's not the final stage of Tahara. There is no mitzvah on that. There's no mitzvah to, for it to be Bizmana. Rabbi Yishis, Savar, Loi Makshin, Hazor, We don't connect the two. And that explains our discussion regarding the Hazor of the Kayin Gadol. Hermes says, Savar, Makshinon. We connect Hazot to Tfilim, just as Tfilim is Mano Mitzvah, so is Hazot. Therefore, do it on a daily basis. In order to perhaps be Mekayim Hazot of Bismano, just in case today's is third, tomorrow's is third, do it on a daily basis to cover all possibilities. But Jabeshi says, there's no Mitzvah to do Hazot of Bismano. 
just do on the third and the seventh. This way, at the end of his Yemei he's tar. So what if it's out of the Zman? So what if it was it came uh, it delayed at a delayed time? Who cares? Hazob is not a mitzvah. Hazob is not a mitzvah. Says Rashi, six lines from the bottom. Now, although the Pasuk speaks about doing Hazob on the third and the seventh, that doesn't mean the third and the seventh from when he became Tommy. It just means, It means to say that the first time he gets Hazob, it can't be less than three days from when he became Tommy. So at a minimum, you have to have three days. And number two, the time gap between Hazor 1 and Hazor 2 needs to be at least four days. But if he decided to wait a year, that's okay. So that explains your mayor who says, Hazor on a daily basis, Hazor is man mitzvah. And Abiyah says, no concern, because Hazor is man of mitzvah. We have one more time to explain. Who said, depends. The coin before Yom Kippur gets Hazor on the 3rd and the 7th. The coin before Shreyfus Apara gets it on a daily basis. Then even the coin before Yom Kippur should have to have a Hazor on a daily basis. Hazor is not a mitzvah. If he doesn't connect Hazor to Tefillah, I feel a coin on service Apara Namiloy. And likewise, the coin that's burning the par shouldn't require a daily hazah. Third and seventh is enough. So why does he draw a line between the two? Why is the friendship between the coin before him kipper who gets it on a third and seventh, and the coin involved in the paradum who gets it on a daily basis? Says the Gemara, "Lo'elam le'makish certainly Rechanina is not going to connect hazah to tefillah." I mean, Adin, there's no hazah bezman mitzvah, therefore coin before him kipper does not need hazah on a daily basis. When it comes to the Kayan taking care of the Paraduma, we apply an extra special mala, extra stringency. Uh, Rashi explains several times that, um, we're going to see so in Amabez, that because they applied that leniency, remember they uh, they took the Kayan on the day of the Shreyfah, they were Matamim slightly, and then they sent to Mikvah, and he took care of the Parah in a Tfulyam state to undo, to disprove the Tzutukim's opinion, well, otherwise. So since they applied that apparent leniency, they wanted to undo any false impressions uh, that the person might get and think that, well, the part is not so serious. So we do all types of extra stringencies, we apply all kinds of precautions and mindless of tahara and purity to um, establish that the paraduma is a serious, a serious event. And likewise here, we do hazan on a daily basis to um, to add that, that enhanced element of, of tahara, of hazan Although really, min halacha, it's not necessary. Okay, let's just summarize the Gemara up until this point. We learned that both the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur, the Kohen prior to Sefer's Paraduma, received the Hazov Mechatas throughout his Yimei Prishim. The Gemara concluded, it's because we hold Tumat Chuyi B'Tzibur, and we need to address any possible uh, Tumat situation prior to Avedis Yom Kippur, Prior to Avedis Apar, we have three shittas how to go about this hazal. Rameya says, whether Yom Kippur, whether Paraduma, we do the hazal throughout the seven May Prisha, but actually we're going to see soon on Mabez, we leave some days out. Shabbos, you can't do hazal, and also the fourth day, as the world will explain. 
So regardless of whether it's Paradumo or Yom Kippur, the same process is followed, and that's because we hold Hazob as Mano Mitzvah, and we try to accommodate any possible combination of dates. We try to do the Hazob as Mano. Rabbi says, no, ain't Hazob as Mano Mitzvah, as long as you do it on the 3rd and the 7th, and you free him of any possible tumor, even if it's not done bismana, that's okay. Rebbechines Kanakanam holds, Hazav bismana lav mitzvah. For Yom Kippur, we do it on the third and the seventh, and that's it. When it comes to para, it's a mala that we apply to the para, and therefore we do the Hazav throughout all seven days. Regarding halachal and ma'isa, Tesis brings that Rabbi Natam, Pasak, Tfilah bismana, lav mitzvahi, and one of his rias is that, look, look around. We don't find that in Isha's Tevelas Bismana. So it means a riot from the fact that the Minigailam is not to be concerned with this. Now, of course, this is different than the um, concept brought in the Paiskim that a person should try to free himself from his Tumma state at the earliest possible opportunity. There's an Indian to do that, not to have tumor rest on a person unnecessarily. So an Isha is meant to free herself of a tumor's needless at the earliest possible opportunity, but it's not a it's not a mitzvah, it's not a chiv. In fact, if the husband is not around, we know the halacha that the Isha would wait until, until he comes back because there is no chiv to be titled bismana. And this is in contrast with the sheet that holds titled bismana mitzvah, which would require her to be titled whether or not her husband is around. That's Shittas Rabbeinu Tam, whereas Rabbeinu Hananel, Pasach, no, that the Yisrael is not a mitzvah, but Tosfos negates his rias and he says actually the Lashon Algemar, which seems to uh, be indicating that Tfilah is not a mitzvah, because the Gemara says Kuli Alma Lani Tanoi Amrinu Tfilah is not a mitzvah, all agree Tfilah is not a mitzvah. The question is regarding Hazza. So Tosfos Ah, the Gemara seems to uh, indicate that it is halacha. So he says, now that's our Gemara, our Shittas here apparently hold that way. You have to say that um, that Rabbi Yesi holds Tfilah B'zmana Mitzvah. That's why he didn't uh, want us to get involved with the Gemi, because it might delay matters. And Rameir as well holds Tfilah B'zmana Mitzvah. That's why he says the Hazor has to be on a daily basis. So our Tanayim hold that way. But regarding Halachal Ma'isa, Rabbi Tam says, Tfilah B'zmana Lav Mitzvah. Continues the more two lines from the bottom of Kiman Ozlah the Tonar Rabban. We have a brisa, and we're wondering whose shita is reflected in that brisa. The brisa is Ain ben Koyin Aserifas Apara. There's no difference between the Koyin burning the para or preparing to burn the para, the Koyin Gadol Yom Kippurim, and the Koyin Gadol anticipating the Avodah Yom Kippur. They both have a prisha period. Is there any difference? There's one difference. El Shazeh Prishas of the the question is the purpose, the motive. Can Gadol's precious is to attain levels of Kedusha, as Rashi will explain for us. And as a result, we say, His brothers, the Kahanim, can interact with him, can touch him. There's no concern of them transmitting any Tumatim. We're not concerned that one of them will die. We discussed this the other day, Mises Lashkicha. They'll be careful from any Tumma. The point is to give him Kedusha. In fact, Jesus learns that the Lishka's parhedrin, to which the the um, Gadol was confined to, it was in the Azar. It was in the Makam Kedusha because it was meant to 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 contribute to his Kedusha status. 
That's the coin God before him kippa. Vizeh, the coin who tended to the paraduma, who also went through a prisha process, prishasalatahara. The purpose there was to maintain tahara, to free him of any tumor, to make sure that he's tar in preparation for the paraduma. And as a result, we'll machmer that nobody can interact with him. He's in solitary confinement. We don't want them to perhaps transmit any tumor to him. That this is an added enhancement, a mila, that we apply to paraduma, as Rashi will explain. Let's see Rashi from the top of the Amid. Shazet prishas lekdusha. The kind Godel's prishas was for the purpose of kedusha. Lekanas lemachna shchina to prepare him for his future entry into machna shchina to the avoda kodesh hakadoshim. Velo yehe liboy zach olav. So he put him in this room for a period of seven days. So he has some uh, time on his own, and his heart is not haughty on him. Vei nivdel mikol kalasroish just enables him to disengage from any sort of frailty any sort of interaction with other people who are not on his level. Because when he's on his own, he's mindful of his of, of, of his of his future of his role, of his of his madrega, that we're counting on him to do the Abadim Kippur. Shekhala all of Ema, a fear, an awe of Kedusha descends upon him be through his separation from the rest of the crowd. So that's the purpose of putting him in the Lishkat's Parajan. To, to contribute to that uh, avoid of Kedusha, to, to uh, make him mindful, to make him cognizant of his future role, and help him rise in Madrei of Kedusha. Continues Rashi, When it comes to Paraduma, the point is to ensure his Tahara. We apply a kula of some of somewhat. We we have him slightly on the day that he's going to bring the the uh, paraduma, and then we toivel him so that he's at tzvuliyim to undo the tzdukim's oppression. So since we apply that apparent leniency, we want to do all kinds of things to counteract that oppression of leniency. extent, we don't allow anybody to touch. So we have one difference: the motive, the purpose, and as a result of that. We say the Kayin Gadol can interact with others, as opposed to the Kayin prior to Paradum who cannot interact. Continues one on the third line, Kiman. This price which tells us there's only one difference, whose Shita is it following? Either Rameh or Rabiasi, either Rameh or Rabiasi, because Rameh held that when it comes to doing the Hazor, the Efe Parah, and the Kayhanim, there's no difference between this or that. In both cases, before Yom Kippur and before Paraduma, it was a daily hazard. Rabbi holds, on the other hand, it was a twice-weekly hazard, third and the seventh, whether it's this kind or that kind. There's no difference. And that's why the Bryson did not mention it as a difference. Because according to Ishit, that when it comes to Parah, it's done daily. When it comes to Yom Kippur, it's twice-weekly. We have that difference as well. Why wouldn't the Bryson list that as a difference between the two Kayan? Apparently the Bryson is not following Ishit. Interesting to note that Tosfos points out that the Elishka, the Parhedin, where the Kingadol was placed, was in the Makam Kaddish, in line with the Lashon Hagemara, Shazep Prishasal Kedusha, as opposed to the Kain tending to the Paraduma, whose Lishka was outside the Azara proper, was in the Harabais, because all he needed was to be secured from any possible interaction with Tuma. The Harabais afforded that protection. Asks Tosfos Akasha. 
How could the Lishka's Parhedrin, where the Kohen God resided for seven days, be in the Azorah? We know that one is not meant to sit in the Azorah. Only the Malcha based David were allowed, but otherwise the person may not sit in the Azorah, certainly not lie or sleep. So how can the Kohen God be spending seven days in Azorah in a place where he can't sit or lie down? Tesis has two Terutz. One Terutz that although the Lishka was in Azorah proper, but it was open to the outside. To the so it was accessed from the Harabais, so it's not Kaddish Bekdushas Azar. That's the Allah. When it's Pasuach Lachel, the interior has the same Allah as the outside to which it's open to, to, which it's, to where it's serving. It's serving the outside because that is where he's open to. And therefore, the, the Pnim of this Lishka is not Kaddish, although it's in Azar proper. But halachically speaking, it's not Kaddish. And you can lie and sleep in there. But the fact that it was in the uh, Hazara proper, it was located in the, within the structure of the Hazara, apparently that was enough to give him that um, Kedusha effect, had that psychological effect on him. I'm going to mock him Kaddish and have to prepare myself accordingly. That's one terrorist in taste. Another terrorist, he says, really it was built outside the Hazara, in the Harabais, but it was open to the inside. So since he had he had uh, full view of the Hazara from his room, that uh, gave him that uh, mindfulness, that awareness of Kedusha. In fact, Jesus brings a Gemara that, in this case, you can actually eat Karbonus in that room. We're speaking about Kachi Kachi, wouldn't need to be eaten in the Hazara. This room, although it's built outside the Hazara, if it's open to the Hazara, it's serving the Hazara, it's, it's like an annex of the Hazara. So, so to some extent, that has a Kedusha's Hazara, which extends into that room, Regarding Achilles Kachim, which are meant to be eaten in the Azara, they can be eaten in that room as well. But, Taisa says, it's not full-fledged Azara. It doesn't have the same Kedush of the Azara, and therefore you could sit and lie in there. So on the one hand, it's related to Kedush of the Azara. You can eat Kachim in there, and the Kohen Gadol um, views himself as though he's in the Azara, which adds to his Kedusha uh, mindset. But when it comes to practicalities, there's no restriction as to sitting and lying in there. Because the Maisa is outside the Azar. So these are the two Mahalchem of Taisis. Let's get back to the Gemara. It says the Gemara four lines from the top, Maskeflor Rabbi So we learned earlier that the uh, Kayin would receive Hazar, according to Rabbi Meir Shita, at least all seven days. The more earlier explained, it's based on the concept of Hazar Bizmana Mitzvah. We want to do it. And it's right time. And therefore, we do it on a daily basis. Perhaps this is his third, this is his seventh. We want to cover all possibilities. Let's go through all seven days and, and see how it works. Maskifla Rabbi Yeshu Rechanin, Avakash. Bishlam Rishon, Shamashlish. We understand why the Azot takes place on the first day. Because perhaps this is his third day since he became Tummy. Now, just to simplify matters, Let's just present it as Sunday to Shabbos. So the first day of Prisha was Sunday, and it stretches till Shabbos. Bishlam Rishon, we understand why Hazor took place on the first day on Sunday. Shamashlishi, perhaps this happens to be his third day. He got Tommy two days ago, and this is his third day. We don't know when he got Tommy. Perhaps it was two days before Prisha. So this is his third day, and when Makayim, the Hazor is Mana on the third day. Sheni, we do Hazor the next day on Monday. 
Shemashlishi, perhaps likewise, this is his third day. Again, we don't know when he became tummy. Perhaps he became a tummy two days ago. And Monday is his third day. Shlishi, we do Azar on the third day, meaning on Tuesday. Shemashlishi, there as well. Maybe it's his third day of Tumah. Maybe he became tummy right before he did the Prisha. On Sunday, right before he came to his Prisha, he became tummy, in which case Tuesday is his third day. That explains why Hazar took place on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Let's skip over to Thursday. Thursday cannot be his third day of Tumah because once he was in the base of Midrash, he certainly wasn't Tumah. He certainly did not uh, come into contact with new Tumah. It could only have happened before he came. So when we speak about Thursday, it cannot be his third day of Tumah, but it could be his seventh day. Chamishi, we do Hazar on the on the fifth day on Thursday, Shemashvi, perhaps this is his seventh day of Tumah. Which means that he actually touched a maze two days before he arrived in Mesa Midrash. The first day of Prisha was his third day of Tumah and he got Hazar then. That was his Hazar Bizmana on his third day since he got his Tumah. Four days later, which is Thursday, he gets a second dose of Evapara. This is his seventh day. Shishi, let's go on to the next day, Friday. We do Hazar there as well. Shemashvi, perhaps this is his seventh day. Maybe um, he got Tomei a day later. So this is really his seventh day. Shvi, we do Hazar on the seventh day as well. Shemashvi, perhaps this is his seventh day. Perhaps he he got Tomei on the first day on Sunday, right before he came to Yisamigdash. So Tuesday was his third day. He got Hazar then. And Shabbos was his seventh day. So we understand why Hazor was required throughout the week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, perhaps there, his third day. Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, perhaps there is seventh day. So we count for all possibilities. But that leaves one day out. Wednesday is the odd man out. There's no purpose in Hazor on Wednesday. Why? It can't be his third day, because once he reached the Beis Hamidosh, he no longer came into contact with Tumah. So Wednesday cannot be the third day of Tumah. Nor is it the seventh day. Let's remember, Hazan the seventh only works if he had Hazan the third as well. It's a set, third and seventh. If Wednesday happens to be the seventh day from when he touched Tumah, it won't work. Because, let's, re- let's remember, he was outside the base of at that point. And if that point of Tumah was seven days ago, Let's count back seven days. If Wednesday is the seventh, let's go back seven days. He became Tummy three days before the Prisha. He never had Azar on his third day. He was still outside the base of Midrash at that point, prior to but the day before Prisha. He never had his Azar on the third, in which case you can't do Hazar on the seventh without the third. So there's no point in doing Hazar on, the, on, on Wednesday. El Ravi Lamali, Hazar Klal, why does he need Hazar on Wednesday? We can't speculate that this is his third day of Tumah because for the last three days he was in the base of He couldn't have become Tummy then. There's no point speculating that perhaps it's his seventh day since he became Tummy. Meaning that this is the day that he requires the second dose of Azar, the seventh, the, the Azar on the seventh. Because even if, he be, even if this happens to be the seventh day from when he became Tomei, but he never got his first dose on his third day. It was still before he came to the Reis Amigdash. So there's no point doing Hazar the seventh day out the third. 
So what's the point of doing Hazon on Wednesday? It can't be the third, nor the seventh. Says all the Tamech, and according to you, Hazor called Shiva Meika. Rabbi says he gets Hazor throughout seven. Is that true? Literally seven days? Well, Kaimel, we know the halacha, the Hazor Shvus. Doing Hazor on Shabbos isn't Rabbanu. One shot is he might carry through the street. One shot is it looks like he's fixing something, fixing somebody. He might go fix a kli. So it's a drabon. Ve'ena has a Shabbos. Can't be done on Shabbos. So Shabbos is certainly out. So you must say, Shiva Levarma Shabbos. Although Ramey says he gets Hazor for seven days, he meant, of course, without Shabbos. He deducts Shabbos from the list. Likewise, when we say Shiva, of course, it means Sands Wednesday. So you have to deduct Shabbos and Wednesday. There's no point in doing Hazor on Wednesday. Continues Gemara, Amarav, Hilkach. If that's the case, that we can't do Hazor on Shabbos. And Wednesday is also an off day. Hilkach, When we set up the Kain Gadol for Yom Kippur, we have Parashim for seven days, which is something not within our control. The calendar controls it. Depends on the Kviyas of the uh, of the moon, meaning, depends on the calendar. It's seven days before Yom Kippur. So since it's calendar related, but loss of Batisha Boy Lafrusha, we have to separate him starting on the third day of Tishri, seven days before Yom Kippur. And whenever third day of Tishri falls out, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it's irrelevant. We initiate that fresh on that day. We can't really manipulate it. We can't control the calendar. Even if it might result in him losing two days of Azar. Wednesday will be out, and Shabbos will be out. But when it comes to this coin preparing for the Shreifas Apara, which is something that we can organize, we can set it up according to our preference. It's within our control to initiate this Prisha on whichever day of the week we, we, we seem to think is better. Then, you know what we do? We prefer to do the Afrasha starting on Wednesday. Why? So that his fourth day of Prisha, the day that no Hazor is done in any case, no point in doing Hazor on the fourth day, will fall out on Shabbos. Because if you initiate the Prisha on Wednesday, you have Wednesday, you have Thursday, Friday, Shabbos is the fourth day, which in any case, no Hazor will take place on that day, which is perfect. That fits with Shabbos. So only have to lose one day of Hazor. So we try to organize in that way. But when it comes to Kohen Gadol, which is calendar-oriented, it's not within our control to initiate his preacher on this day or that. And, there, this, and, and therefore, sometimes will come out that from his seven days of Azor, I'll lose two days, Shabbos and the fourth day. Continues the Gemara, Lishkas Parhedrin, we took the Kohen God and we placed him in this room, Lishkas Parhedrin, in the base of Midrash. Tanya, Rabbi Yudah, Lishkas Parhedrin, Haisa, Rabbi Yudah Is this how it was called? Lishkas Parhedrin? Father Lishkas Balvuti Yaisa. Wasn't it called a different name? Lishkas Balvuti, she says, Balvuti Asar, ministers. This was the presidential suite in the base of Midrash. Why are we calling Lishkas Parhedrin? Parhedrin is a lower level uh, officer, uh, inspector. Why are we downgrading the uh, the reference? Ella, says Rabida, he meant to know like this. 
there was some historical background here. Initially, when the Kohanim Gedolim were tzaddikim, people used to refer to the Kohen Gadol suite in a respectable way. This is a lishkas palvuti of the of the sarim of the sar the Kohen Gadol who was held in very high regard. However, later on, when the generations degenerated, in order to uh, earn that that Kohen Gadol position, you had to pay off the king. It was given to the highest bidder. Due to the fact that they used to pay off the king to to attain this position. Now these Kohanim were not Sadiqim. In fact, many times they would pass away in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, on Yom Kippur. They didn't make it through the year. So every 12 months, it was a new Kohen Gadol. And each one of these Kohanim Gadol who was out to uh, to spread his fame and glory, would actually renovate that room anew. Would, uh, would knock it down, rebuild it, according to his taste, to spread his fame, uh, to uh, establish his shame, his name, his position. So this room was constantly being remodeled and rebuilt. Umachlif and Oysa, they would switch around this room, rebuild it, every 12 months, in account and in honor of the new king God. Like these uh, inspectors, who are switched every 12 months. It's a very good lesson in democracy. They switch your ministers on a regular basis. This way they don't get too comfortable in their position. So every 12 months it was a practice to switch the ministers and appoint a new one in, 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 in place of the old one. So these are the parhedrin who would rotate on a yearly basis. And that's why they called the Rublishkas parhedrin. Because it was something that was um, rotated, so to speak. It was rebuilt on a yearly basis. So that's how this name, Paredrin, stuck to it. Lishkas Paredrin, it's like the uh, procedure applied to the officers and the minister and the ministers, inspectors, who are switched on a, on a yearly basis. Let's see Rashi. Right off to the left. Machlif and Oysakali Beis Chaydish. Kloyma. Shereshoyim Hayu. They were Rishoyim. Velo Yehoyim Metzin Shnos and they wouldn't survive the year. These are the Kahanam Gedolim. Umamidim Acha Tachtav. And they would appoint another Kayin instead. But every new coin that came along, you would knock down the Yelishka, Boyna, Binyanov, and Arishan, and build a nicer one. You would call on his name, in which case this room was constantly in a state of construction, being revamped, refurnished, rebuilt every year. As these inspectors who are switched over on an annual basis. And as a result of that, they started calling it Lishkas Parhedrin because of this phenomenon. The Rashash had a different shot in the Gemara because it's really another Girsa. Instead of Machlif and Oysa, they would rebuild the room, as Rashi explained. There's a Girsa Machlif and Oysan, referring to the Kahanim Gedeom. They were rotated on, it on an annual basis because, as Rashi explained, they wouldn't survive the year. So every year there was a new Kahanim Gadol. And they, they resembled the parhedrin, the inspectors, who were appointed for an annual, for an, a year, um, a year-long uh, tenure. So that's why they called the lishka's parhedrin. This lishka was was uh, designated for the kain gadol, who, um, which was uh, an annual, an annual appointment, like these parhedrin, who would be appointed on an annual basis. Okay, time for Rif Chazara. We began with a reference to the Machlekes about Tumah B'tzibur. Is it Duchuya B'tzibur? Is it Huchur B'tzibur? We had a Machlekes Tanoim yesterday. The more speculated, perhaps, 
this machlekes is consistent with the machlekes we're going to have today between Rameh and Rabbi Yaisi regarding the Hazor or the Eifah Paraduma which was applied to the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur the Kohen who took care of the Paraduma Rameh says it was on a daily basis for all seven days of Prisha Rabbi Yaisi says only the third and the seventh the Gemara figured initially it's connected to Machlekes whether it's Huchu B'tzibur so we're not so concerned about it or Tchui B'tzibur we're very concerned we want to do it properly the Gemara concluded no all agreed to Chuyi B'tzibur, and that's why even according to B'yaisi, we have to do it on the 3rd and the 7th to account for a possible Tumah. What then is the Machlekes? Then what concluded? The Machlekes as follows. Hermia holds, it's done on a daily basis because just as Tfilah B'zmana Mitzvah, Hazob B'zmana Mitzvah, we want to account for any possible Zmana. As the more later on explained, and went through all the days, that each day is a possible, appropriate time for Hazob. It's perhaps the 3rd, Perhaps the seven, therefore we want to take that into account. And we do it throughout the seven days, of course. As we just concluded, Shabbos is not part of the equation. We don't do Azar on Shabbos. And also Wednesday has no purpose. So those two days are left out. Rebesi holds, Hazar Bezman is not mitzvah, therefore just do it on the third and the seventh and account for a possible tumah. Chinez Kanakanam likewise holds, Hazar Bezman is love mitzvah. And therefore by Yom Kippur, all you need is the third and the seventh. But when it comes to Paraduma, we add a Milo, and therefore we do it throughout the week. We learned that the Precious Kohen Gadol was to enhance his Kedusha. Regarding Precious Paraduma, was to safeguard his Tahara, and he had to keep away from other Kohanim. We learned that when it comes to Precious Yom, Yom Kippur, that's not up to us. So whenever it happens, it happens. Even if it might result in him losing two days of Azor, Shabbos, and his fourth day. When it comes to Precious Paraduma, that's in our ability to prevent the um, recurring deduction. Therefore, we are mafreshim lechatchil on the on the on Wednesday. This way, his fourth day will come out on Shabbos and only lose one day of azot. Initially, the lishkas parhedrin is called lishkas balvuti on account of the high level occupant, the kain gadol who was a tzaddik. Later on, it was regarded as lishkas parhedrin, which is referring to the pekidi amel, the low level inspectors, which are appointed on an annual basis. And likewise, the kain gadol was an annual appointment. Be well and much aslacha to you.